And we're back with our first episode of, or I should say first bonus episode that we're calling Off Track or Off Track Limits or I don't know. We can't use other words because there's so... It's a working title bonus episode. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to alternate every week um, where we bring a topic to talk about. It doesn't have to be Formula One related. That's why we kind of left it out of the show because it can be about anything. Uh, I'm going to start this week. Um, and mine is actually Formula One related. And that is the popularity of Formula One in the United States specifically. The reason I bring this up is because um, the tickets for the U.S. Grand Prix in, the, in Austin went on sale last week. They had a special two-day sales. They had a, a sales period. They sold out in two days, every seat. They're all gone, except for hospitality. Now, I know this was during COVID, but I can remember you could buy seats right before the race. And this, to me, just kind of all snowballs into Miami also. Miami, they didn't even get through the pre-sale phase. Um, They're talking about getting a race in Las Vegas. Um, ESPN reported, let me pull up the article here. ESPN earned a .75 rating 1.353 1.353 million viewers on Sunday's Formula One season opener in Bahrain, up big from a 0.53 rating in 879,000 viewers last year, and that race was on ESPN too. This one is now on ESPN. Harrison, are we seeing a new renaissance of Formula One in America that we lost and is now have now found thanks to Netflix? 100%. Netflix is 100% to do with the popularity of Formula One in America. I I don't think there's no other contributing factor to it because nothing has changed from five years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, look at the popular driver five years ago is Lewis Hamilton. Mm -hmm. You know, Max Verstappen was just coming in. uh, But if you were a racing fan, you knew who they were. And to Mm -hmm. be honest, Lewis hasn't done anything in mainstream America to draw popularity. You know, if there's any driver that's gained more popularity in America, it's probably Lando Norris outside of Netflix. And the only reason he's Mm -hmm. gaining that outside of Netflix is because of Netflix, if that makes any sense. Like a lot of a lot of like celebrities are watching the Netflix show and getting into it and then introducing other people that are their fans to either Formula One or Mm -hmm. drivers or who they're friends with or who they're fans with. So, yeah, I give Netflix all the credit. I guess it just really hit me when, first off, just looked at getting tickets for Miami. Couldn't even get that. And then when I saw the tickets go on sale for Austin and to see they went out in two days. Uh, my wife has told me she sees people on Facebook or Instagram uh, leaving comments on drivers' things that she had no idea they were in Formula One, into Formula One. It's just becoming more and more popular. Um I know my family has enjoyed it more um, because they've seen Drive to Survive and they follow the storylines. Um, I do think this goes back into what we discussed the previous week before Bahrain, which is that that there some of these storylines are obviously not fabricated, but enhanced and made to seem more serious than they actually are for the drama. And that's what gets you, which you mentioned in the episode, the villain of Max 
or the villain of Christ, villain of Christian Horner. Um, I, I I'm worried that as it becomes more and more popular, because you know they're just going to keep making Drive to Survive. I think they're already filming it now because I saw them following Chris, Christian Horner in the background uh, at the past race. That people may start to lean on Drive to Survive more to get to form their Formula One opinions. And to those people, I just want to say Formula One is a great sport and it's something that you don't have to watch every qualifying. You don't have to watch the sprint races. You don't have to watch FP1. But if you add that in there, it just adds so much more to the story. And you see what teams go through and what the crews have to go through to make changes to their car. And you see the... If you are in, I guess if you're listening to this, you're probably in the USA. If you go on ESPN now, they have Ted's Notebook. They they now can do continuing Sky coverage, which in the past they didn't. It now continues on ESPN three. Um, in the past, I don't even know if they did that. I never nope. saw that before. So now they carry that, and that stuff is so interesting and can help you learn about Formula One. Um, I guess I'm saying this more as those, if you're listening to this, you're maybe new to the sport. I don't know, but that's a great place to start because more and more tools are coming to the USA to learn more about Formula One, and those tools are more coverage. Yeah. and That's my two cents. I think ESPN's done a good job this year. I know we've been critical of them cutting coverage right off the bat. I don't think they knew what they had mm-hmm. because Formula One, like over the years, it's kind of bounced between networks. They had, and they, mm-hmm. there was a time period where they didn't show every race. They didn't do any coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Speed back in the day used to have their own show that they would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and ESPN, honestly, I hope ESPN doesn't do their own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy the no. Sky, but they've had to pay money because, like, uh, you can't watch Sky Sports like F one like Twitter videos. Things they post on mm-hmm. Twitter you can't watch in America because there's no license for it. So ESPN's had to go and pay money for things like Ted's Notebook or to continue the coverage after the race, the checkered flag section that they have. So I think ESPN didn't know what they had right off the bat, and now they've started to invest in it. I I think they've gotten a great investment, especially with the growth of... And they haven't had to do anything. Yeah, with the growth of it... They just have to carry it. And the decline of ESPN, I think it was a pretty... You know, they were losing so much, but I think this was a pretty big get for them. This is where I felt I had a feeling that right before they started the Grand Prix Sunday coverage, Sports Center was on. Hardly ever watched Sports Center. I don't think last time I I can't even remember the last time I watched Sports Center, but it was on beforehand. And they were talking about Formula One. I'd never seen that before. I don't know if it's something they normally cover. I don't know. But I don't know. who watches sports. We used to watch Sports Center before YouTube was a big thing because we wanted to see the we, highlights. And before you had a phone where you could just yeah. you know see it, whatever. But anyway, um, they're talking about it. So I do think ESPN is going more. I won't say all in, but they are definitely devoting more time to it. And I think it's going to happen more and more, especially as you get into the um summer when they really don't have a whole lot to do except baseball um maybe some hockey yeah i mean and it's it's almost like um it's more entertaining than nascar Mm -hmm. seemingly uh back to your point about the, the people you know leaning on the netflix 
it's going to happen, right, with popularity. You see it with American football, Absolutely. with basketball, whatever. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody thinks they know something uh, based mm-hmm. on that. I would do wonder mm-hmm. if this season plays out like the first race did. Mm-hmm. What is Netflix going to lean on? Because, you know, they've leaned so heavily on Christian Horner versus Toto Wolf. But if they're not competing against each other and it's, you know, Ferrari versus Red Bull for the win... I don't think mm-hmm. the drama aspect is going to be there, which I'm fine with. Like, I almost wonder if they'll lean more on the behind-the-scenes coverage of the, you know, following the drivers, going and watching them play golf, because I think a big draw that Formula One has, which I think all of auto racing really has this, and maybe maybe golf, where it's so individualized with the face, right? So, like... Mm-hmm. You, you watch football you become a fan of a team now maybe you come become a fan of the team because of a player you know like tennessee fans became colts fans because of peyton manning or you know whatever mm-hmm. i think with formula one in netflix as, as a whole is when they spotlight these drivers people are connecting to them right it's why people yeah. love mclaren is because you got to see the side of lando norris or you get to see daniel ricardo and become a mm-hmm. fan and I think if I think Netflix could even lean more into that if they don't have the drama aspect, and it would still draw fans, yeah. Because people are gonna want to, oh, we can put a face to that driver now, and we can cheer for that driver and that team, and I'm gonna watch the race. So like when you're watching sports, sports are hard to watch sometimes when you don't have somebody to cheer for, right? Like that's why I struggle to watch NFL games if I don't have a fantasy player playing and I because I don't have a favorite team really or mm-hmm. why I can't watch like other professional sports like baseball like I have a favorite team but who cares NBA I don't have a favorite NBA team so I'm not sitting here watching the NBA every night but like yeah or even with me with NASCAR when Jeff Gordon retired and I didn't have anybody to cheer for I fell off watching because I didn't have it's a favorite done. driver but now when you watch the these the Netflix series or the drive to survive uh or even like any of the Amazons, like it's like Fernando Alonso has an Amazon show, or they had this show on Amazon called Grand Prix Driver that followed McLaren around one time. Mm-hmm. When you watch mm-hmm. those shows, you can kind of put a face with the team and have somebody to cheer for. So then you're watching the race, and it and you don't even necessarily like care about the you know you might not care about the racing maneuvers, you might not care about the strategy, but you care that your favorite driver's in thirteenth and want them to get to like the points and score points and do well. So it's it's yeah. it's being able to do that, and I think other sports can watch this, and obviously like NFL has hard knocks. Other sports have like all access, but it's not the, not necessarily the same because it just follows one team. And I know there's eleven people on a soccer team or eleven twenty two starters on a football team plus you know thirty other people on the roster that you have to follow. Whereas, in Drive to Survive, there's two essentially. Maybe if you go to the team principal, there's three. Because mm-hmm. nobody cares about, no offense to them, but nobody cares about the mechanic drive changing the right front tire. You know, you care about the three people that matter. Not that they don't, mm-hmm. not that the mechanics don't matter, but you know what I mean. No, you're already stepped all in it. It's fine. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. The, the yeah, three they people all turned that, off. that they are all turned off the that are on the, on the front of the front page when it comes to things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit more personable, and Netflix could lean more into that. I mean, so... You know, I thought it was not cool. I, I don't want to say cool, but it it was lighthearted. Rad. It was it was lighthearted when this year's series came out and the Haas episode. 
with Gunter and Mick going and selling furniture. You've seen the memes with the boat. You know, you got to see a different side of them where, you know, in series past, you just saw Mad Gunter. But now you get to say, oh, he's actually like kind of like a fun guy, like enjoyable to watch. So it's stuff like that that's going to also draw a, maybe not the drama crowd to the sport. Yeah. Well, that was just my opinion. Uh, I think this is just going to turn into more. I know this has upset people over in Europe, but I just see more, I guess, Asia too. More and more races that move that are in America, in the U.S., I, I really do. What are you? What do you how do I you mean, feel about that though? Do you want that? I mean, obviously, it's more opportunity to easily go. I don't know. I mean, I feel I'm okay with Miami, and I'm okay with the USGP. I I guess I would be okay with it if it was at a track, a a graded track, that is, you know, I guess if it was at Indianapolis, I'd be okay with it. But this talk about at Las Vegas, it wouldn't even be at. They'd have to design they, they, I haven't heard anything. It. They'd have to do a course. They couldn't do it at, you know, NASCAR's Las Vegas Speedway or anything. There's nothing there for that. Yeah, that's... So it'd probably be in a parking lot. Very similar to how Miami is, but I don't want to give Miami, a, you know, crap right now because we haven't raced there yet. Right. I think so, Miami will be fine. My only problem is, like, one of the things that kind of is cool about Formula 1 is that they go all over the world. Right? It's not just, like, I agree, centralized. Yeah. And... Two races is cool. Three races, like obviously, I don't have a problem with there being more races in America. Mm-hmm. But at what point does the mm-hmm. um, the U.S. Grand Prix lose its luster? Right, just because we're like such a like big country, we have all this space and all this uh, mm-hmm. money and you know the entertainment capital of the world. It's kind of like yes, Nashville. It's yeah. kind of cool to like go to Sao Paulo or go to you know Spa and all these like. Mm-hmm famous old racetracks and see them race and be able to see them travel the world go to different spots you know kind of like what are we going to take a race away from like turkey or budapest to go to no no no. they take it from they they get rid of monaco first yeah it's like well okay monaco's a staple (laughs) but yeah it's like do you want to see everyone i'm kidding you want to see other races fall off the the yeah, or calendar, and nobody wants you know thirty races in a season. I mean, fans mm-hmm. do, but the teams wouldn't. It wouldn't be as good racing. It's like NASCAR. NASCAR runs every freaking weekend. It's exhausting. You don't like, even know where they're going to. It's next. like, oh, we're in Atlanta this week. Next week we're in Las Vegas. Then we're in California. And then we're in this. And then it's like this is every Sunday for four hours. Yeah, you know, you kind of start to lose fans, and like keeping the season short, I think you know keeps people like obviously we want more as fans but it keeps the racing to a certain level so yeah i don't know i'm like torn if another u.s because it's hard enough to get tickets to the two even if you had a third it's gonna be just as hard to get to the third i think that's my thing with it also that i saw with miami the cost of the tickets well, that's, I, I mean that's it's just general. it's become it's it's becoming it, like a it, hard to go to for the average person Yes, in Formula One. It's becoming, it's something that more and more average fans are getting excited about, but then you look at the price of tickets. People are willing to pay them. Now, I will say that I'll never forget the experience I had at the the race I went to. Now, that was, you know, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember what year that, yeah, it was 17 years ago. No, 16 years ago. 
Man, we're so old now. Yeah, that was a long time ago, and I still remember a lot of aspects of it. Yeah. But I can't believe uh, Lewis Hamilton won that race. He That's was cool. not racing. That's great. That was prior to his career. I'm, I'm well aware. Uh, it was only a year. He came in the next year, I think. Uh, yeah, it was 2006. So he came in in 2007 and almost won the championship. Who won? Oh, Michael Schumacher, of course. He tied Jeff the Gordon man, for most legend. wins at Indianapolis. Man, the myth, the legend. Won two heroes. All right, well... That's all I got for this. That was my topic. And uh, anything else you want to add on free-for-all bonus episode? No, I'm good. Okay, cool. No, this is your all episode. Right. All right. Well, we'll be back again next week with our normal episode, and Harrison's going to have a topic for our bonus episode. Until then, enjoy the race. Have a great night. Bye. Bye.